Aren't you tired of those proteins out there that like uh, are chalk tasting that don't um, that don't taste good that just make you feel sick to your stomach and or you're heading to the bathroom every five seconds or something like that or you're feeling bloated and you just can't you feel like you can't eat anything after it you know so try this award winning easy mixing fast digesting ISO one hundred hydrolyzed one hundred percent whey protein from Dimatize. We are now carrying it at Strong Tower Nutrition. So hop on there, uh, grab your ISO 100, and you know, uh, feel good. Isolate for it's ice it's an isolate for your muscles um, to support your muscles and to also help you get better every single day and add to your caloric intake and also taste good. Try it out. Strong Tower Nutrition. STNutrition.com. What's up, everyone? Uh, today's guest is a longtime friend of mine that uh, I knew from high school, and we just recently like reconnected, and you know we got a we got a long talk during the podcast, and you know it was great to hear from her. It was great to hear what she's passionate about. It was great to hear all the things she cares about in her life, and um, and how much she cares about like what's going on today within the protesting and the COVID and all that other stuff that we deal with. And just really, um, I think you'll learn a lot from both what I think about things and what she thinks about things. You know, we really, uh, put our two ways of thinking together and then, you know, um, we like took ideas back and forth. So, um, here she is, Miss Jada Stevenson. It's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. It's cool to see what other people are doing, but I don't really talk to any of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who, who are like your best friends? In high school? Yeah. Dave. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I was friends with mostly girls, yeah. And um, I haven't, I don't really talk to any of them. Uh, I don't think, unless I'm missing something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But have you been? I'm good. Um, I've been like up to this point, super, super busy. Like, can't breathe busy, but now I'm just trying to learn how to be normal. And like relax. And uh, are we so? Are we doing it now? Yeah, it's going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've been super busy because I was in school. I just graduated last month. Um, with my master's in social work. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that program takes like three and a half years, or it took me three and a half years, and I worked full time. So it's just been. I've had no no life, so now I'm just trying to be, like, a normal. It's like I'm probably trying to, re- like, make up for all the lost time. Like, my whole 20s, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But what do you mean by, like, you, like, lost time? Like, what do you wish you would have done? Um, well, like, I've never really been on a vacation. I've oh, never, that kind like, of stuff, okay. I always had homework, or I always had things to do like I just never I just didn't get to do as much as like some of my friends probably got to do like going big trips and yeah 
relax and <laughs> stuff yeah, like that's that. True. So did you go to college like right after high school? Or did you wait? So the goal was to go to college right after high school. I went to like one school and I was there for like a week and I was like, I have to, I can't do this school. It was like five years, like five um, hours away. And it was in the middle of nowhere. It was like crazy. So I also went with Drew, my boyfriend, and we were like, we got to get out of here. So we came back and then um, I didn't, I wasn't like accepted anywhere like at that time. So Mm -hmm. I just like worked and, uh, Eventually, I got accepted to UD. I went to UD for a couple years for, I thought I was going to be a vet. (laughs) And um, I went to UD for pre-veterinary medicine, and that didn't work. And so I changed my major like a million times, and I went to different, I just, anyway, I was like all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I finally graduated with my bachelor's in psychology at Wilmington, and then I took time off after that and went back to get my master's. Where'd you get your master's at? Um, Widener. Oh, okay. SMPA. Okay. Sanchester, I think. I don't know. I did a line, so. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so I went from trying to be a vet to being, becoming a social worker. Actually, I thought I was going to be like a psychiatrist for a second. Yeah. And then I switched to social work, and that was what I probably should have did the whole time because I'm like so passionate about it now. But oh, good. Yeah, I had to now, go through a lot of... is that like a broad... Is that like a broad like uh, thing, like social work? Mm-hmm. Like what indivi- what's like in something in particular that you do? So right now I work with um, people with developmental disabilities, like okay. intellectual disabilities. Yeah. I'm a manager at an agency that helps helps them find employment and like different type of vocational opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but social work is in is literally in everything, like schools, the government, healthcare. Yeah. Um, Anything, anything and everything, social work is important. So it's really broad. I couldn't even, I don't even have enough time to go into all this. Right, yeah, yeah. How much, like, what social work is. But, like, my end goal is to be in healthcare. Okay. And to work with people with, like, chronic illness. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, palliative. I don't know if you've heard of palliative care. No. So, like, people who, like, have, you know, cancer or diabetes or lung disease or heart disease, like, chronic conditions. Like, okay. People, like, live with cancer, apparently, and they can, like have cancer for like 14 years Mm -hmm. but it's just managed through treatment so basically palliative care is there's no cure for it so like someone has diabetes or substance use disorder or what's it oh dementia oh wow alzheimer's and all that those are all chronic conditions that there's no cure for but you can live with with treatment yeah sorry i'm going to this whole thing but that's what i want to do yeah and um i'm actually like also, I'm really passionate about, like, veterans and that population. So yeah. my, like, dream job would be to work at the VA hospital okay. as a social worker. Um, so That's funny. That's I've funny. never heard that someone say that's their dream job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, like, I run across seem, like, very impatient and it seems like they hate being there and that kind of social thing. Social workers? I, get, I don't like know if it's healthcare. them. That might be healthcare. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the actual social worker or not, but like, uh, when was I in the VA hospital? I was in some VA hospital um, near UPenn because my wife goes to UPenn for mm-hmm. all her stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my father-in-law had surgery at the VA hospital near there. And um, so we went to go visit him 
it's just like I was like walked in there and I was like, ugh. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like poorly funded and um, yeah, it's they need a lot of help, but yeah. they're they're not. It's not like it's Christiana Care or like any of those places. It's like I think they're like government funded, so they're right. Not like, yeah, that's they don't just have the funding that they yeah need, and I think people could probably get burned out social workers and nurses and all of them. So I don't know. I, I can't speak on it because I, I, I haven't worked there, but yeah, they need help. Like veterans yeah. and their health care is like, isn't important. No one like really thinks or talks about it. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's like, I support veterans. And then like, but they, they don't do anything about it. They don't it, really right? know. Like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've been in, in, in and out of the VA a lot because my boyfriend drew, his dad was, a veteran. He was in the um, Vietnam War. Oh, wow. He was a paraplegic. Mm. He had his legs amputated. I mean, he was like one of the like really difficult cases that yeah. you might see. So we were always in and out of there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's how I kind of got exposed to it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've had a um, a couple friends like you know, dealt with a lot of probably like PTSD mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, one guy didn't, you know, ended up taking his own life. But, you yeah, know, yeah, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, to see people go through that and then other people just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not taking it seriously. I mean, mental health isn't taken seriously anyway. Like, it's, yeah. It's really not. Yeah, so, which is a weird thing. It's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's weird that people don't care more about it. Um, it's definitely bringing a lot of light now. Mm-hmm. But now it's also, it's like everyone has it. Everyone. Everyone has something. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, that's, I really do think that. And I think, yeah. like, I think that like, people should take care of their brains the same way you take care of your cholesterol or oh, your blood pressure. 100%. I mean, like, yeah, I'm like a strong believer that everyone should, like, talk to a professional at some point. Even if you don't have any problems, it's just like maintenance. It's just like your yearly checkup. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it should be looked at that way yeah and it definitely depends on the individual because i'm someone um that i had to go through that in middle middle school i think or was it high school no i don't think it was high school i think it was middle school i went to a couple professionals Mm -hmm. and i hated it yeah i couldn't stand it i couldn't Mm -hmm. i didn't like what they were trying to tell me Mm -hmm. um because it seemed like they're putting everyone else in my life down Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I don't know what it, I don't know what that was about. I don't know if yeah. it was just them, mm-hmm. but I hated that. And you know, I've really along the years I've tried to grow myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and learn how to change things myself mm-hmm. rather than um, depend on medication because yeah. I am someone that oh, probably yeah. needs medication yeah. for some things. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I don't. I'm also but, I'm also very holistic and like yeah and. I think that some people probably, there are people who probably need medication, like really need it. But um, I think that you, there, you should try everything before you even get to that point. Oh, definitely. Like I told you many times I have ADD really bad. Yeah. I don't take medicine for it. I don't want to be on medication. So I choose to like meditate and just do more natural, mm-hmm. holistic ways of like managing my stress. Because like with my ADD, I think comes anxiety sometimes. Yeah. And I just have to learn how to manage that myself. But I have the tools to do that where not everybody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. I do because I went to school for this. So I, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, in high school, I was on Adderall. 
And um, I couldn't I couldn't stand it because it yeah. made me a zombie. But oh, you know what's really? weird though? Because I was diagnosed with ADHD for some reason. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hyper at all. I was very quiet. Like you know, like I was shy. Mm-hmm. I was quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the people, if I was close to them, I was outgoing. Mm-hmm. But with other people, if I didn't know you or something, like mm-hmm. I was like kind of standoffish. Mm-hmm. So the Adderall kind of made me more. It did make me focus. It did work for that. Um, but also made me lose my appetite. So I lost, I remember one year, uh, I lost 40 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I got down to 120 and I was also trying to gain weight at the time. But then I went to the doctor. He's like, uh, we need to take you off this medicine because you're losing tons of weight. And I was like, really? I didn't even notice it mm-hmm. because it was just my everyday. I just wasn't eating and all that kind of stuff. And, um, it just made me feel like a zombie. It didn't make me feel my regular self. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after high school was kind of when I decided that, like, you know, or when I got into lifting. I think lifting, like, it helped me with my focus. It helped me with my mentality and my anger and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And I think it can help for a lot of people in those ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting, um, exerting your energy into something else rather than sitting and having it all in your head. You know, it does so much for someone. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that all the time, but people yeah. think I'm just, like, running my mouth. I think it's important to find an outlet and find, um, like, like, that's probably, like, that was probably, like, your way of, like, coping almost. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, freeing almost. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I get it. Yeah, so, um... It's, I still think it's funny. I didn't know you left Red Lion. Oh uh, that is I thought, you gra- I thought you were like I thought you were up there graduating and everything. Yeah. Uh, I used to wish I did, crazy. but like it, it is. I mean, high school doesn't matter. <laughs> it is what it is. But I was like so sad to leave. It was like a big deal. I think I think that's huge though. That um, like putting that together, what you just said, like high school doesn't matter. <laughs> Compare it like and compare it to people with like mental health issues, you know what I'm saying? Because people, kids in high school that want to, um, you know, harm themselves or harm someone else, yeah. those kind of things, you have to know high school doesn't it your, your life starts after high school, yeah. I don't even, I don't even honestly, like, I don't even remember what I was even like, like, I don't even know what I would talk, like, what or, I don't even know. So, I, I think you were the same, was I, yeah. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I think you're the same. <laughs> Just like, but, nah, 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 nah. Um, nah, but that's nah, fun, though. You find, like, you're, who you are, like, who I am, who I was a year ago is not who I am today. Like, who course. I was five years ago, I'm not that person. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's just, I didn't even really find myself until like my mid 20s. Like, you know what I mean? And some people are still searching. So I just, you know, they put a lot of pressure on high school. Yeah. You know, I always feel so bad. But even like to my 23-year-old self, my 24-year-old self, I'm like, girl, I would have like gone and just like chill out. like. Yeah. I mean, and also even in your 20s, you're just kind of like, uh, you're looking at everyone else and seeing what everyone else is doing. Oh, wait, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like with me in high school, everyone's going to these colleges. I didn't plan on going to college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need something to do, mm-hmm. you know? So I was planning on joining the army. Okay. So I actually went in and, um, you know, I enlisted and all that kind of stuff. And then I went to Fort Meade in Baltimore. 
to uh, get all my like health, like physical and all that kind of stuff done. And they looked at my sheet and they, they were like, they looked at this other sheet that I filled out and they're like, why don't these two match? They went and looked at my medical records and I lied about, because my recruiters told me to. They said, don't say, yeah, I had a, I had a concussion the year before playing Australian football. And um, they said, oh, you didn't put this concussion on there. You can't lie on here, you know, because when you go into the room to fill out this, um, this medical questionnaire or whatever, there's signs everywhere say if you lie you'll spend this much time in jail you got to pay this fine and i'm looking around i'm like what yeah so i told the truth i was like i had a concussion you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so they didn't match and then they went back and looked at my medical records and they saw that it was true sat down in this guy's office and he just yelled in my face and um like asking why i lied and i just told him like i snitched at my recruiters i was like they told me to and i was like he was like okay He's like, fill out um, a statement. So I wrote a statement. I sat in a room. They put me in this other room. I sat there for six hours watching Law & Order SVU. And no one came to talk to me about anything. So finally, I was fed up. I called my recruiter. I was like, look, this is what happened. No one's been to talk to me for like six hours. I've been here since four in the morning. And um, he's like, okay, uh, we'll send so-and-so to come get you. They came and got me from Baltimore, took me back home. That was it. No one ever called so me. So you, you never even, did you even find out any, like, oh, wow. No. Over a concussion? Yeah. What? Like, everybody, I've had a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they take those, the smallest things serious. You know what I mean? And especially lying about it, they weren't too happy. <laughs> That's so why they do got in my face. Did the recruiter ever do anything, like? Defend you or go and no, talk to them? No, nah, he picked me up and we left. And he didn't, okay. No one stopped to talk to me or anything. No one came to talk to me, tell me what was happening. Nothing like that. So that's why I think it was just meant to happen like that. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because then is where all the personal training stuff came in. You know, my mom signed me up for a school without telling me. And then from then on, you know, it's it's open doors. Like I've, I've got in my comfort zone by that, times a thousand you know, by being in just spandex in my underwear and being mm-hmm. on stage and posing in front of people mm-hmm. with bodybuilding. And, you know, it's opened tons of doors and it's been it's been a ride. And I look back, I was like, wow, it's been like 10 years. Like it's You've experienced all these different things. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And I would have never thought of any of that in high school. So it's like people that yeah, are in high school cool. just know that it's not going to it doesn't end there. Your your life starts after high school, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I tried to I tried to be the same dude I was in the real world, like a year after high school, and it wasn't working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you knew me. Like, I was always kind of like flirtatious, and I was always like uh, trying to be a ladies' man and stuff like that. Try to do <laughs> try to do same thing in the real world. <laughs> nope, I got rejected left and right, and I went into a deep depression. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just your journey to find yourself. Yeah, that's really what it was, you know? And then um, that kind of helped me find my wife. So so how do you and your boyfriend meet? We met in seventh grade when we were 12. Jeez. I know. (laughs) 
he was in love with me. Sorry. <laughs> but I was like, oh, no. So we, we were in, like, health class, and he was, like, in love with me. And I was like, okay. And my best friend now, we actually all met. Well, seventh grade, I went to Gogger. Okay. Know. And um, we were just, like, cool. And then I left and came to Red Lion from Gogger. I came to Red Lion in eighth grade. And I stayed until the end of 10th grade. So I left junior year. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, and what happened? I don't even remember. Um, I ran into him. I ran into him at my cousin's, my cousin, like like my like second cousin or something. She was having like a party, mm-hmm. I guess, of a house party. And then he, I guess they were like friends. And then I went to the party and I was like, oh my God. I recognize you and then like we just kind of started talking there in like ninth grade a little bit and then it just kind of fizzled out whatever we're in ninth grade and then um the next year 10th grade like when we had math class together with Miss Swam and like everybody do you remember, okay do you remember this year kind of what 10th grade? Not, 10th grade probably I don't know <laughs> if you well, bring up something I might remember it I don't even I don't know but um we kind of we started talking in 10th grade because this girl Melissa Rotenberry yeah yeah she would went to. She went to Glasgow, right? Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how it happened. I ran into her at a fair. She said that he was asking about me. I don't even remember what happened, but oh, somehow man. she kind of like set that up. We yeah, were yeah. children. We were sixteen, and then that, that was it. <laughs> I've been with him since ever since since tenth grade for thirteen years. But I mean, on Jeez. and off and stuff too. Oh, like, right, right. Is it? But is it like really breaking up? Is like dumb. yeah. So, t- basically, I've been with him since 10th grade, which is crazy. Do you talk about marriage at all or not? Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah, we're, we plan we planned everything, but, like, I was just very um, school-driven and focused. Uh, so, you want to wait till you finish? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I was never pressed about stuff like that. I don't know why. I just didn't think about it. I don't know. Even, like, 10th grade, like, everybody was, like, trying to get boyfriends, and I was just like, ugh whatever and then he just like came and i was like all right i wasn't planning yeah so but yeah so basically i wanted to finish school because i can't i couldn't like i was so stressed out i couldn't even function so yeah. i couldn't think of anything on top of that so now that i'm done we're like talking about all that stuff so i just remembered that we did <laughs> i did see you back when was that basketball um league 2012 I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, how we, yeah, I yeah. met Heather. And I was like, oh, yeah, my God, yeah, yeah. you're so cool. We were like, sit and talk through yeah. your games. Yeah. It's funny because I always bring it up because we, my team won the championship that year. So I always oh, talk about. Thank you. Yeah, I always. <laughs> I always, like, make a joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember when I won that chip in uh, 2012 and stuff like that. And my wife's like, you're so dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's funny, like, when I think of you, there's a couple things that come to my head. Oh, God. And, um, (laughs) no, don't be sorry. Like, I was trying, I was telling you, like, you kind of helped me in a way. Stop. And, uh, I can't even, I can't think of it without laughing. You're about to make me, okay. I helped you. You helped me. Um, so. Oh God. I can't even think of it. You, no, you'll remember. Um, the day the day I walked into Spanish class. I don't remember. What? See this. Um, 
You remember that? When I walked into Spanish class and I had the shoes and <laughs> and you would, you don't remember that? So what did I do then? What did I do? You poor thing. I'm so sorry. No, it was you and Maya made fun of my shoes when I just no they were they were awful. They were awful. I don't even think these were them, but these are like kind of like the orthopedics. They look like yeah, they look like pup. They call you call them pop up shoes. I did not. Either I you did. or Maya did. I probably did. I'm so. Either you That's or Maya okay. or something. I mean, no, it was hilarious. Like every time I think about that, I think about the shoe story, and I just die laughing because one time it was after school. So the whole thing started was when like so I had a dentist appointment, so I came into school late. Okay. And my mom had taken me to the mall after my dentist appointment. Said, hey, you want some shoes? I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I I don't know why I thought I had better taste in shoes than that, but uh, <laughs> so I bought those and I came walking in and I was like strutting like I was like, you know, and yeah. um, and then after class, like you and Maya called me out and you just started laughing. And I, I, and I took a good hard look at them. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I was so mad at myself. And they're like, they're like Ben, you just came strutting in with those bright white shoes. So confident. So confident. <laughs> and, then, um, and then after school, you guys were hanging around. And um, you told me to come out because you wanted to see my shoes. I had taken my shoes off and then <sighs> walked out. And you started laughing even harder. I was like, oh, this is, I loved you guys, though. Did like, you? Okay. I love, no, like, I don't feel. I don't I take that. Really nice. Okay. No, I don't take that as like being mean or anything. Like I don't get like that. Honestly, we treat each other that way. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it more fun. All the time. Yeah, like, it's different if it's one sided. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I I loved about that, and I love that story because it's hilarious. Okay. But, Are there any want more? Is that huh? that's like the main one? That's the main one. Okay. Um. But first, I think there's um. A question that has to do with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So someone asked, what's the best memory you have with Ben? Oh, my gosh. If you can think that far back. I can. I just have to think for a sec. I'm trying to remember because I was like a soccer. Remember when me and Mary were soccer managers? Soccer managers, yeah. That was like so much fun. That was fun, too. Oh, that's the other story. That's the other story. Oh, you have another story? Yeah. Dang. Do you remember? Do you remember that sh- the shoe story though? I don't really. I kind of remember, remember the shoes. I don't remember me being that harsh. I kind of remember like. I think it's because you were with Maya. Oh no! I think when you were with her, like you both like flamed the shit out of me. Like you just went hard. No way. And I loved it though. I loved. Yeah, just that's kidding. cool. Okay, um, I think my. I just remember us having math class together, and it was like me, you, and Heather. I think we had every class together. We did. I think so. I'm. I, I can't remember. I don't remember sophomore year at all. I know. I know. You thought I was our senior year, though. Like that's nice. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you have memories <laughs> from senior year with me. I don't know. No. <laughs> um. I just remember like hey, we hung out like all like kind of all the time because we had like math class, and it would be like me and you and Heather and Sarah. Sarah, and yeah. Landon. Yeah. And I forgot the other guy's name, but I really liked him. We were good. I was friends with, like, everybody. I just, RJ. Oh, my God, RJ. <laughs> I loved RJ. Um, no, he was blonde, and he was, like, in the band. With, him and Landon were, like... Oh, Andrew. 
Elder. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is he? I wonder I don't know. what he's up to. I don't talk to none of these people. I know. Um, I just, I just remember like hanging out and just laughing really hard in math class. I don't know. Yeah. I remember being the soccer manager, so yeah. I would see you then. Um, I know that there are. Obviously, I always remember the lotion. I honestly lotion. remember. I remember lotion. Hanging yeah, out with yeah. you and Alyssa and John. Yeah. Like, I loved Alyssa and John. Yeah. Because like, you were always there after school. I was always there after school. Yeah. I don't know why. I, don't I wasn't either. even in anything. Well, I was, but oh yeah, I was. I was a cheerleader. Cheerleading. <laughs> yeah, I would always talk to them, and we would just like mess around and um i feel like when i leave though i'm gonna remember so many things but i just remember hanging out in math class do you remember <laughs> um as the soccer team we went out to eat oh my god what did i do you don't remember that no how do i remember these and you don't i have i don't even remember like last week i don't remember anything so, i don't remember any of my 20s i just don't know but i would love to hear this so I think the whole I think it was the whole soccer team. We went out to eat. I don't know if it was before or after a game. But um so after we were done eating, I was trying to see like how much I should leave for a tip. And I had my book bag with me and I pulled out a calculator. <laughs> and you and Mary just like that was the end of it. That was, was the weird end of about it. that. Like you were a student. They're like, yo, they're like, Ben really pulled out his calculator. Like, I was like, I'm trying to figure out the tip. Like, what do you mean? That was before we had like phones and stuff. Like they couldn't do it, that you know? That is so funny. But um No, nah, that was hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, that's one of the stories um that I think about all the time. Really? Yeah. That and the shoe ones were one of the most hilarious stories i tell people all the time really yeah oh that's so funny so yeah. then what happened with the shoes like after that day i stopped wearing them you did? yeah they became my grass cutting shoes <laughs> yeah i was like nah man it was pretty bad that's okay but i went through i don't even know what kind of phases i went through i was like i look back and i'm like what why was i wearing that yeah, I mean, I think everyone did that. I went through the same thing. Yeah. You know, I went through, um, I think I did that more in middle school than, actually, I think I had some in high school. Because you remember I had the long hair? Mm-hmm. Um, did I shave it when you were there? No. Oh, okay, so I, I still had the long hair. I remember when I saw that you shaved yeah. it. I loved your hair. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, but everyone started growing long hair, and I couldn't. I was like, nah. Oh, no, can't be basic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so everyone started growing out their hair. So I was like, oh, nope, got to shave it. Can't do it, mm-hmm. you know? But so I don't know how much you want to get into this unless you have something else to say. No, but uh, later, like later from this, I might, something might pop back and I'm going to come back to this. Yeah, that's because fine. that's kind of how my brain works. That's fine. That's how I am too. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say it right away because if I think I will, it's gonna leave. Yeah. Do you like always over talk people? Because I do that sometimes. I'm sorry. Just because I have to say it right then, so I'll be like, no, 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 like, or no, you don't really do that. I don't know. You don't know. I can't. No, I have no idea. Okay. No one's ever told me that I talk over them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I try not to. I'm conscious of it. So yeah, uh, I'm not. I just, <laughs> I just, yeah. You know, if I if it comes to my head, because I've done it in here. Like, I've tried to think, I've tried to, okay, i got to bring that up next. But then I'm like, oh, crap, I forget. Yeah. So Ooh, I have to man. bring it up. Yeah. 
I definitely have the easier end. Like, I can just, and you have to, like, keep time and stuff. How long do these usually go? Like, like an hour. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're halfway in. We are? Yeah. That's it? No, 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 we gotta keep going. All right. We'll keep going. We'll keep going as long as you want. Okay. I'm ready. Next question. But, Is that what we're doing? But I don't know if you want to talk about, like, like, I saw that you went, you and Drew both went um, to, like, protest at the mm-hmm. Troop 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that, like, and what it yeah. means to you and that kind of stuff, what they said, yeah. if they said anything back or... Yeah. So actually, it was, like, it was an amazing experience. I had never protest- protested before. Um, my mom did, my grandma did, but I never did. And I never thought I would have to either. So right. that's oh, yeah. crazy. But um, it was amazing. Like, we went to True 2. Um, one of the officers came out and, and, like, we were there for a while. And just my, the thing that I took away from it out of all of this is just how, with what everything that's going on, it's such a diverse group of people who are, yeah. like, together versus, like, in the previous years, I feel like it was mainly black people, like, more. Yeah. It wasn't as, I mean, there's always been people who have, you know, try to fight with us. But I'm just saying that this time is just, like, so amazing because you just see yeah. how many different people. It was so many different people there. It was, like, tons of people there. Right. And just, like that camaraderie and that unity mm-hmm. of being with all these people. And like, we don't know each other, but like, I don't know. It just like, it was very hopeful. Right. Um, I know that it looks really bad and everything looks like really, really bad right now mm-hmm. on both sides, on all sides or whatever. But there's like definitely more positive than negative. You yeah. know, it's just not being shown like, because of media. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. um, the cop came, he had a moment of silence with us, he kneeled with us, um, and he said, you know, said that they were, um, like, making changes within the department, they were revisiting everything they do as far as their training and different things like that, and that the people who um, are a threat or to kind of, like, their mission, mm-hmm. they've, they've been removed, is what he said. I mean, I don't know. I... But um, it was just, it was nice. It was like, he, I was honestly scared. I was like scared to go because of what I was seeing. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like I can't be alive right now and not do it. Right. Because it's like, I want, I'm going to have my children and my children's children. And like, I can't, I feel like I can't just not do it. Um, we stayed like really far in the back though. Like, we yeah. were like, <laughs> we were like, getting a little too close. But um, it was just like, it was just like a, big moment for me like it's something i'm gonna remember forever um as far as like with drew because for those who don't know i'm in an interracial relationship and he's white mm-hmm. um I, I honestly feel like i've been very fortunate with him i guess that kind of sounds weird but um i've never had to like worry about this kind of stuff with him like yeah. it's just natural like when me and him are together it's just me and him mm-hmm. um I honestly forget all the time that we're, like, a thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not that we're a thing. We're normal people. But yeah, yeah. we don't think about it. We don't talk about it. Like, we talk about it. But we don't think about it. Like, it's just... We're just together. We're two people who are together. Right. So, it just felt... It didn't feel like anything different doing that with him versus doing that with anybody else. Um, but I feel like it was maybe good for other people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
our type of relationship, but you don't see it very often, I guess. You don't see um, our version. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but um, I've been very fortunate with him. I've been very fortunate with his family. Um, I've never had to deal with anything from like any type of racial tension or anything with I've just been I mean that's like my family like I've told you I've been with him since I was 16 so that's his mom is my mom yeah so I mean she was like why didn't you guys tell me I would have came like they're just um so I feel very very supported by them because we have such a good relationship and they are literally my family Mm -hmm. that it was easier for me to it's easier for me to feel comfortable to um, voice my opinion or voice my feelings or because I feel I'm so supported. Um, yeah, definitely. I just have a lot of like woke friends and a lot of, I'm just, I just have a great support system. So that's good. it just felt great. It felt really, really good. Um, it was very peaceful. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect cause right. I, I'm just looking on like Instagram and the news Seen and all the bad stuff. Right. Right. So I'm like, Oh God, like, I don't know, but I have to. I just felt like I didn't have a choice. And he felt that way too. And I don't know if that answers your question. It was great. Everybody was peaceful. Everyone was like, just, you just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like camaraderie. It's like how you would feel like on a team or something like that. It's just. Yeah. And what people don't understand is because there's, look, they're so far deep into watching TV and what's on there and what they're showing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is what's going on everywhere. You know what I mean? Or they're burning down this building, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, those are two separate parties. Two separate things. You know what I mean? Two separate things. So, because when people hear protest, you think, oh, that's the bad. No, I'm talking about the peaceful ones that are walking with signs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're together. And, um, you know, and we're all trying to do this thing together because no one wants this. No one wants this racism Mm -hmm. in the world anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It's very played out. It's old. Everyone's tired of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For every race. You know? And, I know. You know? And just, it's... I've been saying, I'm like, after this movement, we have a whole bunch of other movements to do. Like, yeah. This is just the start because this is what... This is kind of what's the most urgent at the time. But uh, I, I wouldn't even say that, actually. I would just say, we're doing this one first. Next is whoever else. Like, I'm Well, like, I, think, I think Black Lives Matter is... Um, our thing right now is because one, it kind of, it started here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that hate, all that, um, the enslavement of people that you stole mm-hmm. from their homes and brought to your place to work for you for, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and it's kind of like the history of America. You know, which yes. is why it's so why important. Why we are. Yeah, we are. yes, other races <laughs> deal with racism, mm-hmm. but it's, this is just a different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are, you know, historically speaking, African Americans, black people, because you're not only African American, we have all types right. of black Americans, but I mean, we're just like at the bottom, like the very, very bottom. We have to start there. And like, all people can't be free unless black people are free. Like we can't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've like seen this documentary I watched on Netflix, which kind of reminds me of kind of what we're talking about. It's called 13. Yeah. You've seen it? Yep. Okay. So that like basically explains it yeah. from start to finish. It does. Of, like 
how oppression and racism is systemic, yeah. how everything was designed to be the way it is. And so there is no way that it's like, this isn't real. This is not really happening. Like, right. You know what I mean? This is like our lifetime. So yeah. that's such a good documentary. I'm glad you've seen it. You know what I mean? I mean, it pretty much explains it. If you have any questions, yeah, explain that it. And it shows, everything. it shows the whole reason policing was invented mm-hmm. was for that reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. It's And people just need to be more open-minded. I think um, people are so on their high horse. And and when I say people, I'm talking like in particular, like um, not all white people, but yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Especially that I see on Facebook and stuff like that. I know you're all about the cops and all cops aren't bad. I get that. All cops aren't bad. All people aren't bad. All people aren't bad. You know what I mean? And, you know, like, right now I do security, and I did it when I was younger, right? Mm -hmm. I I was a security guard at a grocery store. And the biggest thing I learned is that you can't stereotype anyone. Because, you know, the people that were stealing were people that you wouldn't even suspect. Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, like, and that was a learning experience for me. You know, and then you think back at uh, what was the first? What was it? Eric, Eric Garner was that 2014? I I can't put the years with the yeah. I mean, yeah. and that you know, <laughs> and even since then, everyone well, there's tons more people that have opened their eyes to now. You know what I mean? Because I they know. see what can right. be done. That's what I love though. Because That's of the just... abuse of power, right? Yeah, I love um, that though. That now it's like everyone cares. Yeah. Not. You know what I mean? That's why I think now there's definitely going to be a change made. There's definitely going to be a change made, no matter how long it takes. It's going to take a while. Yeah. You can't just unravel hundreds of years of... And you know what I think? I think having this virus at the same time actually helps. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a certain certain way. Yeah, because people have to pay attention. They can't be occupied with anything else. Which is why a lot of NBA players don't want to play, because they think it'll be distracting to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, some ways I can see that. Other ways, I'm like, it's been done. You know what I mean? They've been playing towards a lot of other protests from back when Martin Luther King was doing them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if people really think that uh, it's going to distract them, then I wouldn't play either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, it's been said by certain NBA players that are just now speaking about it. I'm like, what took you so long? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I don't know. This whole thing, yeah. I've talked about it a lot of times on my podcast, you know, because yeah. it gets me, it just gets me worked up, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I I don't know. I just wish people would be more open-minded and see what's really going on rather than following what, you know, the president says or or following what the news is saying about the president and what the Harris, news is saying Harris. in general. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, actually do your actual do your actual research, your own research. Mm-hmm. I watch documentaries like crazy. I love documentaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even watching the um what was that movie called? The Black Klansman? Is that what that oh, movie's called? Mm-hmm. I just watched that. Yeah. You know, even that has um history in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think Spike Lee directed it. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, all those different there's, things. There's tons of research out it's there. Just got to educate yourself, yeah. I mean, people of all, like, disadvantaged populations, not just black people, but, like, 
all disadvantaged populations have there are t there's tons out there it's very easy to mm -hmm. educate yourself i mean if you don't or you're not educated it's because you're choosing not to be because exactly. there's i mean a boat boat and boatloads of crap out there for you to watch read. especially with the I internet mean, and everything like there's just you know what i mean and it's, yeah. it's it's very apparent and it stares you right in the face and there's no way you can look at it and say that that's not what's happening because mm -hmm. you just i mean that's just you just wanting to just be ignorant you yeah. know so yeah, yeah i'm at the point now i used to be very like trying to explain everything trying to be like a good example of what a black woman should be and, and this and that. And like now I'm just like, if you don't get it by now, it's like, bye. It's like deuces. That's true. Like I've had to cut friends mm. through this. Very close ones. Like I'm just like, I, I don't have time. Like you can do it yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself is not my job to make sure you understand anything. Yeah. So it's, it is what it is. Like I recently had a very close friend, very close friend who I've just, I've made the decision that I can no longer be her friend, and Mason like she had a child. Like I am the type of person who I take your problems on as mine. Like mm -hmm. I have to be this way to, mm -hmm. to do what I do. Right. Um, I'm very um, I'm an empath. Like I'm very empathetic. I'm very like I don't even have to know you, and like I will feel your pain, and I will. I'm just one of those types of people. So I felt like I took this person like under my wing. I felt like. I tried to, I'm all about empowerment, empower people, empower women. I tried to empower her. I tried to, you know, just be a good friend to her, especially because a lot of people judged her right off the bat and like didn't give her a chance. You know, like you said, like you look at someone, you kind of judge them. And I wasn't, I'm very, I'm a very open person. I'm a very um, accepting person. Mm -hmm. And like you, would, you wouldn't even believe, like some of the people that I'm friends with, you would never think that we'd be friends. Like you'd be like shocked, but I'm just so like, diverse and yeah. so i just i'm friends with like all types of people and right. so i gave this girl a chance i really considered her like one of my best friends she she is not on the same page right um though i thought she was there had been incidences that i kind of had let pass mm -hmm. like slide because i was right. like you know what i'm trying to get i give people the benefit of the, of the doubt and i try to empathize like you know i guess it's not your fault that you don't know things but I mean, just, edu you know, whatever, educate yourself. Um, but she didn't. And so, you know, I had to stop being, I, I had to like kind of cut her and um, it was very hard. It was very hard for me, but I just feel like I can't take on that burden onto myself. Of course. It's just going to cause me too much turmoil. And it's like for my sanity, I can't. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that. See, that's yeah. what, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I don't remember how we got there. But, but I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, so with your relationship, have yeah. you ever gotten any like looks or someone say anything to you um, or anything like that? So, yes. Really? Not recently because oh, okay. we're inside all the time. Oh, right. Um, the first time I've ever... Okay, so let me just say I was very like innocent and naive mm -hmm. all through high school. All, it wasn't until college that I even really saw the world for what it was. I didn't think that this stuff was still an issue. In high yeah. school, I had no idea. I really didn't. I was very sheltered, very innocent, very naive. Just like I still had like a, a like a kid brain where I thought the world was perfect. Like when you when you think of your childhood, and you think, oh, the world was the best that at like at yeah. that time, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Like we all think like the '90s. The '90s were awesome, which I love the '90s. But yeah. 
whatever. I was super naive. It wasn't until I went to college when I went to UD. That was the first time I ever got called the N-word. That was the first time. I had already been with Drew 16, 17, like four years by then. You know what I mean? One, One day we were walking down Main Street and like this group of dudes who you could tell were just like some like frat bros types Ugh, like worse. very like the sperrys and the salmon shorts and the freaking whatever yeah, <laughs> and, um, that's the worst yeah but see to me i didn't i never looked at it i, I was so like i didn't judge people so i didn't right. look at anyone and think alarming nothing i was just yeah. like all right you know it is what it is do you yeah. i'm every i'm like everyone do what makes you happy like, right um, but we were walking hand in hand and these dudes started yelling calling you that, like, you know, saying things to Andrew. Drew, sorry, he's what I call me, Drew. And um, he, like, he handled it. But wow. that was the first time. And I think that that was, like, the pivotal moment that my eyes just went like this. Like, all this time. Mm. And, like, these people are my age. I'm like, you were raised the same decade I was raised. Like, we were the same age. How are you, how? Like, I don't think that way. So I don't understand how you cannot, how you can think that way. And um, that was like, it, that messed me up. Like, people don't realize, like, uh, someone calling you a name might not be, it might not seem like a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that kind of stuff is like trauma. It was mm-hmm. like traumatic. I was messed up after that. Because I had never been called that. I, like, didn't trust anyone. I like that's part like a lot of that is part of the reason why I just like left UD because I just didn't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah. Redline, I felt totally comfortable. I didn't care. I was just like, whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And nothing ever happened there. So, but I, but I'm just saying, like, it just changed my whole like mindset and like my whole like way of like, it's like when you have your whole world and it just like blows up in your face and you're just like, what? Yeah. So then I started after that is when I started noticing things. I guess I was blind up to that point. I don't know. Um, and then there's just, I, I guess like, no, not really. I don't mean Andrew, when we're out, we don't pay attention to people. We don't, yeah, we don't right. pay attention to anyone. That was probably the biggest, biggest, biggest thing that's happened. Um, again, I said like, I was, I'm pr- really fortunate with him and his family. I never had to deal with like the great, the racist grandma, the racist uncle. Yeah. His family's like super diverse. Him and his family are from like Philly, like the right. Philly area. He grew up in Darby. He went up to, he was like in a majority, like black area. Like yeah. He just, he didn't grow, he didn't come from a lot of money. Like right. he was just, he's just a very humble person. Mm-hmm. So like, I just got lucky. Like, yeah. cause I, I can't promise that if I like had dated another person that I wouldn't have had to deal with that. So I really can't like say that I've had, I've, I've just been very fortunate. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with that. His family and me are so close. So other than that, like, no, not really. I mean, I'm sure we get we get like we get like looks and things like right. that or like I actually you know what's interesting is that I will, I used to get a lot of comments from black men you know having comments about me dating him more than oh wow sometimes not more than but sometimes I would get that or like we were very rare in our in the time that we started dating there weren't a lot of people like couples like us so like oh yeah. I got it would we were kind of always alone <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But people like I guess people didn't understand it, but I just I don't know. It's not like I we like de- like knew we just 
liked each other. I don't know. It's just it wasn't like I only like this type of person. I only like this type of person, or um, I'm gonna go after this. Like it's just we just liked each other. We connected, and then right. we, I just yeah, been with him ever since. And that's that's how it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, but I am anticipating stuff to happen in the future, just because of now, uh, especially leading up to November. I'm. I'm already in my head and like I'm we're gonna about we're about to experience some stuff, but we haven't by now. We're like a lot by now we we're going to. Yeah. Um there have been a lot of people though who have like offended me and he's like come to my aid, like kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I guess not like outright, like the friggin' nineteen fifties young like that that was like crazy. Yeah. That you know, racism now is subtle. It's not you know what I mean? It's closeted. Yeah. It's yeah. not out in your face like that. Right. But that's an instant that, like, I'll always... Because people that like to do that, you know... Well, this whole... I mean, racism racism in general is because people are scared. Right. The whole, the whole reason, um, you know, after, after like, uh, the slaves were kind of, like, freed from what they were doing, mm-hmm. um, but not really freed from mm-hmm. the hate... Uh, like what was that? The fifties and sixties and stuff like that. Like the Jim, are you talking about like the Jim Crow? Like Jim Crow era? stuff, yeah. Yeah, slavery ended. So um, couldn't have too much power. Those stupid. I've so read the Jim Crow up. laws. Are you kidding me? What kind of laws? That's are, how it's systemic, right? Yeah. Like they put it. They say that their policies and laws, and as you remember from that documentary, right. when the dude flat out said, you know, it became unacceptable to flat out call someone the N word or do this or do that. Um, so then we decided we're going to make these things and call them policies. Yeah. But really, we deliberately, we know that the, the policies that we're putting into place is going to keep one group down and let the other stay yeah. on top. And that has continued to carry over, like, up until now. Like, it's continued to carry over, so. Yeah. And, um, and the whole reason is because, you know, the white people wanted to continue to call themselves the superior race you know mm-hmm. it's because they they were they knew what could happen mm-hmm. and they were scared of it mm-hmm. to this day they're scared their racism mm-hmm. stays inside yeah. you know um it doesn't come out in words like it used to it comes out more in in subtle like actions subtle, subtle. yeah, yeah. policies um the whole um, i don't know if you've heard of the karen phenomenon yeah uh, like, <laughs> that kind yeah, of, I've seen plenty of those like, videos. It's hilarious. They're actually like really funny. Like, yeah, they honestly make me like they do kind of cheer me up sometimes. Sometimes I get like really like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god. But anyway, um, just like the, the like thing, like, those are acts of aggression because you know if you call yeah. the cops, like not saying that all cops are bad. I don't believe all cops are bad, right? At all, but you know that this person is at more risk. Of dying over this, mm-hmm. why would you call? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, which is the exact reason the one who um didn't have her dog on a leash at Central Park. Yeah, the exact reason she said there's an African American mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It's a weapon. Like, she knew what she was doing. She was yeah. She knew what she was doing. That's why, right? And um yeah, that kind of stuff, man. It's just no. I don't I don't I don't get the fear because we're we're you know. I don't know if it's, these people are so sheltered that they think that black people are not like normal people now. We're like middle class, upper class. Like we make money. Like yeah. we're not taking anything that like away. Right. Nobody wants to take anything away. We just want right. equality. We just want to 
Like, I want to feel safe when I'm around a cop. I don't want to feel scared or mm-hmm. on edge. I want to look at them and think, oh, thank God they're here instead of like, fuck. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I shouldn't be afraid to be pulled over because I didn't put my signal on and right. then like friggin' die. Like, I'm an educated woman. Yeah. I'm a nice person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the fear is now. It's just, it's just, we don't want to die for being black. Like, I don't want to die in my, uh, watching TV, eating ice cream. Yeah. And someone storms in and just kills me. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Like, you know what I mean? So the fear that's there, I don't know what they're afraid of. Nobody's trying to reverse time and make more people slaves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no one wants that. No one even wants anyone to suffer we just want we just want to not suffer you know what i mean and that's what other people don't understand yeah you know what i'm saying like um when like my whole thing for people that are like well all lives matter you know i'm like oh my god all lives do matter i'm like yes they do now we need help with black lives that's what i'm saying i was like well guess what all lives don't have to worry about what's going to happen with a cop when they get pulled over or when they're walking down the street yeah you know what i mean I'm jogging in my neighborhood. Me, my brother, and my sister, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we grew up and it wasn't a bad neighborhood, but around it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like down the road was like the uh, Section 8 housing and then we had bad apartment areas that were over here mm-hmm. and we lived over here. Mm-hmm. So, but we had friends from both of these and we hung out all the time. So you grew up cultured. Yeah. Endeavors. You know what I mean? And um, we were besides my other friend we were the only white kids you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um there was this one time so cops were coming down our road all the time looking for whatever one time we were playing outside and um we were playing basketball and we had our shirts off and we we're just messing around and you know cops were down they were in the woods in our cul-de-sac like looking for something and we we're all just joking around and stuff this cop comes out of nowhere, points a taser. I saw a red dot at my friend Devin's chest. And he's telling him to get on the ground. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoever you're looking for, it's not him. You know what I mean? And we just like wow. stood there, like we're all just yelling at this guy. And they're like, and then finally he's like, okay, okay. And he backs up. I'm like, and then we look at Devin. And I was like, why are you pointing at you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you? We were kids, you know, and we didn't understand it at that time. But then me and my brother and my sister were in a group chat. We were talking about it. And I was like, that's what that was. And we didn't know at that time. That's what it was. And it's so crazy. Um, My sister's been a part of that. She's been she was in an area. She dapped up her friend. Cops come up, pulled a friend out the car, pulled my sister, put my sister against the car, pat her down. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> they thought that she was doing a drug deal. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? But, um, and the big thing for me, and, and I'm glad I'm hearing other people talk about it, um, is ever since this whole thing started, my biggest thing is the cops have no training. I know. Depending on the department, know. you know, know. Um, each department might be, they're di- going to be different. Yeah. But for the whole department and each individual cop also, like I know cops that they're out training constantly for their muscle, for their strength, for their mentality, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but you don't know what other guys are doing. 
You need it department wide. You know, you need to like I don't know how you feel about like defunding the police, but um, I think they need maybe not a whole lot of money, and you could take some and put it in some part of the community, right? But they also need training that's more than two months in the beginning yeah. when you first become a cop. Yeah. You know, because what happens after that? Right. Nothing. You get thrown out into the world and you get told to, oh, you got to deal with this angry person. They don't know how to do that. What's you know crazy what I mean? is that, and I think about that all the time, like, I had to go to school for seven and a half years to be a social worker. Like, yeah. I had yeah. to go to, I just had to go, my, my master's took three and a half years, and I'm right. still not done. I have to go get 3,000 hours of clinical supervised hours from a licensed social worker, yeah. which takes two years. Then I have to take a big ass, expensive ass test that yeah. costs hundreds of dollars to even get my license to really be able to pr- to practice with people, right? Right. Like they're requiring us to get licensed. Yeah. Now, like you, it used to be a bachelor's was enough, and then it was a master's. Now I have to get licensed. I have to do all that just to be a social worker, but like law enforcement goes to training for how many months? Like how long do they go for? What is it? It's like, like two or three, maybe not. Yeah. How? How, what? <laughs> I don't have peop- the people's yeah. lives. Like, I do have people's lives on hands, but, like, what? Like, that's part, it's crazy. Or, like, a lawyer has to go to school for, what, like, seven years? Eight yeah. Years? And then, what? Yeah. That doesn't I was, make any sense. I was listening to a Navy SEAL talking about it. He said, we trained for 18 to 20 months for a six-month mission. And these cops are training two months in the beginning when they first start, and that's it. You know what I mean? They don't, like, being a cop is a hard job. Yeah. You know? One, I think people ask too much of them. They're being called to things that, uh, like the Rashard Brooks thing, they shouldn't have been called there. They should have had someone else be like, hey, man, you all right? Like, you know what I mean? It shouldn't have escalated to the way it was, right? Um, and there's different situations where you should have some kind of, like, I don't have all the answers, but I'm saying you should have other people that can deal with that situation. If you see a homeless man, right. Yeah. If you see a homeless man, why are the cops being called to that? You know what I mean? Get him to get, you know, have someone to get sent out to him to like take him to a shelter or something like that. Do something for him, Mm -hmm. you know? Because getting a cat out of the tree, why does a cop need to be getting a cat or a dog from a tree or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's little things like that. You know, they're there to make people feel protected. Right. And there's um, a huge group of people that don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. and that's what needs to I change. I want to feel protected. I want to right. feel the same ease that anyone else would feel. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to. That, that okay this is i'm like safe now like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. or like even and like that's the reason why i felt like i had to protest like i don't have kids yet but i i want to and like if this could happen to this person why well, who says that it couldn't happen to me or to have like you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm a very passive i'm a very like nice sweet person or whatever but like yeah. you don't it doesn't matter it does not ma- it doesn't matter if i was an asshole it doesn't matter yeah. if i was a freaking it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter i just 
I want to feel that same ease. I want to feel that same ease for my children. I don't feel like my children should grow up in a different world than anyone else's children should grow up. Exactly. Right? That's just how I feel. And that brings me back to why I was talking to that friend that I had to let go. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember why I was getting to the point. But like, I'm so, I loved her so much and her child. And some of the things that she was saying, I was like, okay, so like, I didn't come into your mind. Like, I went so hard for you. Like, I go hard for the people that I care about. Yeah. I didn't pop in your mind. And then like, you feel like my children should to have to live in a different world than your children. I mean, you, maybe you didn't think about that, but you must think that if you don't see why this is important, if you don't so understand why people are protesting, you don't understand why these things are happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I look at you as a way, same way I look at myself, but I can clearly see that I am not, I'm not the same priority for you. My life is not the same for you. Right. So. No, but you're doing the right thing. I think you're doing the right thing because because really, there's no point. You can't really argue it. You know what I mean? Unless someone's asking you, hey, like, what asking you questions. You know what I mean? Because there's tons of people out there that don't understand because they don't come from right. certain places. Right, and I didn't know that though. Yeah, I grew up so okay. So I'm multiracial. My mom is African American. My dad is. Latin American immigrated mm -hmm. here from Guatemala. I grew up very diverse. My family is diverse. To people who don't know, Latin people come in all shades, and we're just, yeah, I yeah. have, anyway, my boyfriend's white, my best friend, who is his brother's sis, uh, his brother's girlfriend, sorry, is Vietnamese. Like, we are just so, we're just so diverse. And I yeah. thought everyone grew up that way. Yeah. When I was at Red Lion, I thought everyone grew up like me. I when I went to UD, I thought I was like everyone knows these things. Like nobody thinks about this stuff anymore. Yeah. I just grew up so diverse and so cultured and so woke already that I just that's what I thought the whole world was like. So like it was like a like again it was like a slap in my face. But now I see that if there's someone who grew up in a in a community that is primarily just like them. Why would they know anything different? Like, mm -hmm. unless our parents instilled that into them. But like, people think it's so far away, and I'm like, our grandparents are so alive. They raised our parents, who raised us. <laughs> Why would you like? Yeah. Ruby Bridges is still alive. I know. I saw that. That's how far away you know it's not. You know, like that's how close. Like yeah. it's not that far away. Yeah. And we've been, you know what I mean, dealing with all this. And then even years prior to that, yeah, I found out she was still. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I know she's only in her sixties. I know that's like, and like, she was like six or something at the time. My friends' parents are older than her. Yeah, I have friends who have parents who are older than her. And my in-laws are older than her, which is crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like my my family was always to themselves. Yeah, you know they uh, they grew up in West Virginia. Okay. And um, I have a best friend from Australia. Yeah, like my grandparents, my granddad lived on a mountain. Like <laughs> they lived on a mountain, like by themselves. Right. You know, I know what I mean? I've heard of the mountain people in West Virginia. Yeah, like they live on top, um, on a hill where under under it was a coal mine, and my um my great granddad, um, uh, worked in the coal mine mm -hmm. under there. You know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and um, and even they don't have that type of mindset. Wow. You know what I mean? So like, it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's, I guess it's well, taught. Like 
good to hear though. That like makes me feel good to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not everyone. It's definitely, yeah. you know, it's, it's certain individuals mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know if they were taught. I don't know why they choose to go that way. You know, this is why I love, um, it's kind of comical to hear people say like, you're not American if about like the Confederate flag. Right. Yeah. I was like, well, Confederates didn't want to be Americans. They went, technically they committed treason right. and went against the president and went against America. Right. It's no they didn't sense. want the United States. Right. You know I'm what so, I mean? So that's why, like, that's why it's important to learn history and stuff like that. And, um, I just saw, uh, someone posted a video. It's like a compilation of like, uh, all these statues being torn down mm-hmm. and someone's like, I thought this was America, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, some of these statues should be torn down. Other ones, people need to do their, you know, they need to educate themselves and understand why they're tearing it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. other ones, you know, like Ulysses S. Grant, you know, the leader of the union, you know what I mean? Helped um, abolish slavery and all that kind of stuff and helped yeah. fight for us to be United States. Mm-hmm. All those different kinds of things. And there's people just tearing down these statues that they're just, cause, cause they're doing it out of emotion. Right. And they I don't get it. Statues are tearing down. Yeah. Right. They're just doing it because they're angry or mm-hmm. they just want to do it. You know, cause there are, there are people out there just trying to do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. They have no, they don't care about the, the issue at hand. Right. They just want to, those were, yeah. The looters. Let's just. It, oh yeah. No, you're, right. Yeah, like you're what right. you said. You're right. Separate from the other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. people aren't looting as much now, but they're destroying and defacing and different things. Mm-hmm. You know, but they need to understand why they're doing that. They need to understand the difference between, um, and also you have to know back then that slavery was normal. So you're probably gonna find. Even your favorite person from history probably had, you know, enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I don't know, for some reason it was a normal thing. It was business. Yeah. Economics, money. They didn't have machines, so they found vulnerable people. And yeah. They were the machines. Right. Which is why down money. south, yeah. Money. Which is why down south they were freaking out because and they didn't want to become United States because they wanted, they want the money. Yeah. You know, because they yeah. knew how much money they would lose if they, you know, couldn't have what they had. Mm-hmm. They should you know? lose their way of life, their lifestyle. Which is why even even after the proclamation, like, um, I think it was Texas or and some other southern states, like, kept going with it know. without it even knowing. People they didn't even know that they were really free. No. Did you know my mom grew up in Mississippi? <laughs> my mom's side of the family is from Mississippi. Okay. But with that being said, so I would spend my childhoods there. Mm-hmm. Mississippi is like walking in a time machine, by the way. It's not oh, I'm sure. anywhere. Like, it's like, I feel like it's probably the worst out of all the states down there. Like, Yes. Yeah. Well, look at their flag. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, they're still working on trying to get them to change their flag. Yeah. But they're... There are, I've, it's not like, I have met like good people there. You know what I mean? Like growing up, like oh, going yeah. there for yeah, the summers yeah. and like our churches. My mom integrated the church. Like she made like history. She like integrated wow. this church that we still go to when I go there. Like when she was a little girl, she, um, 
she integrated to church. She went to this, it was like an all white church and I don't, I don't remember all the details about it. She's actually like writing about it right was now. Was it an all white church or an all black church first? It was first? an all white All white, church. okay. So she just started going there? I don't remember all the details and oh, she's okay. like writing it now. Like yeah. She's actually working on writing oh, wow. about she's writing it. Now. And she integrated to church and like that church is so diverse and so mixed and so like it's great. So whenever I, like, I'm not saying that, you know, all Southern states or whatever, um, anything like that. Like, like what you said, like with, um, your family's from like, originally from like West Virginia. Mm -hmm. My sister went to WVU. She graduated like a year ago. But anyway, yeah, like, you know, not all people are whatever, whatever, like we would think they really, like we think they are. Like I said, like one of my best friends well, anyway, one of my best friends, she's like, you would never think we were friends. She mm-hmm. is so country. She has horses. She she took me kayaking. She hunts, fishes. Like, she is a tough chick or whatever. But we yeah. were, like, the best friends. Like, that's all we want. We just be you, do you, but let's be and that's, cool. And that's like, all let's it just is. inclusion, diversity. It's like, about the person. It's about the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I have plenty of um, white people that piss me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, I don't know how you can hate someone because of the color of their skin. Know. That doesn't even like, make any sense to me. Literally, we're different colors because we came from different parts of the world where we had to be a certain way to, like, survive. Like, That's what I'm saying. We, it is, like, we're, basically, we're all, like, we're pretty much... We, fundamentally we all have the base, same basic like morals you know what I mean like yeah, right. Like, I don't know like interracial dating or whatever mm-hmm. it's not that crazy it's not that different it's not like when I met Andrew and I was around well, I grew up very diverse so I was always around all types of people but it's not like when I started dating him that I was exposed to all these things that I've never or like vice versa it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're literally just families it's you know what I mean yeah yeah Dude, I mean, it's just like the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take or how it's long it's going to take. take. Time. Oh, definitely. It's, it's not, not like, I think the changing people's mindsets might is a little easier and might be faster than changing policies that have been in place for, yeah. you know, so long. And right. that's why it's important. It's like, it's important to vote not only just for like the president, you have mm-hmm. to go local too, because that, that, that controls like where you live, that controls a lot of it. And yeah dismantling all of that is going to take time. Yeah. So I really hope that it happens. Sometimes I don't think it will happen in my lifetime, but I I just, I just, I don't know. I just hope that there's just unity and inclusion everywhere for all people. And I'm not, not just black people, yeah. all people. Right. Like just like, picturing a world like that. I don't see what's wrong with the world like that. Like that's just like, I don't know. The best thing ever. You know like, what? It takes so much to hate someone. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot more to hate someone than it does to lo- just, like, either just walk by or to love someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It comes so easy to, like, just like someone. You know, know, but too much energy comes out into hating yeah. someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've learned that a lot. Like, um, most recently, like, uh, I didn't stop at a stop sign. Or something like I yielded or something. Yeah. So the dude on motor motorcycle was behind me, and pulled up next to me. 
and like looked down into my car and was like, hey man, there's a stop sign, you need to stop, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. You know? And I kept going, but then I went, I was being a dick and I just like went real slow. <laughs> I went real slow until I pulled into my driveway and stuff. Yeah. But, um, but then I realized, I was like, usually that would bother me all day because I want to like rip that guy's face off or I want to yeah. punch him in the face or something like that. But after that, I was just like, oh, I don't care. It just takes too much effort. Yeah, that's how I am. I'm just yeah. Like, yeah, it's wild. But just think about how much people are missing out who aren't open, like yeah. open-minded. Yeah. It is so much more fun to be friends with different people yeah. than people who are just like you all the time. It's so boring. Like, it's I've experienced so many cool different things because i'm open like, like yeah. i said my friend who took me look i'm really afraid of spiders i have arachnophobia like like it's real really yes i can't look at them in books i can't look at them on tv oh gee are you always like that i like everything is dark like this i feel like when I put, yes yes but it's bad but i went horseback riding in the woods i would have never done that yeah if it wasn't for my or kayaking and she had a pet duck and the duck was in the kayak with us with its what? little diaper and we just did I've just experienced so many things I never would experience if I had just been closed minded to her and judged her off the bat. <laughs> she had a pet duck named Marty. Oh no. So you just like you just like went past that like you're like <laughs> with, his, yeah, with her duck in a diaper. I know. His Why is it wearing a diaper? So cute. Because they poop all the time. But uh. his name was Marty. And he was so cool. He was down. He was just so cool, man. He just came up with like he came with us. He didn't try and get in the water. Maybe he did come in the water. Maybe she took off his diaper. I think he did. He was in. I think he was also in the water while we were in the kayak. But like anyone who knows me knows I'm really, really girly, and I really am afraid of spiders. I just remember horseback riding, and then there were these like big webs. And I was just like dodging them, but like it was so much fun. It was just like something I would have otherwise never done. I can't remember. She's she's convinced me to do a lot of crazy things. I don't know. Um, but like I said, and then like my friend, my other best friend, who's Vietnamese. Like I love learning about people's cultures. Yeah. I love learning about different music, different types of dance, different types of food. I'm open to like whatever. Like yeah. I love that. And you're like limiting yourself when you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, when you don't even. I don't know. It's just like I look at people and I see people who, who probably don't even, aren't even conscious of it, but like yeah. they might have like a group of friends that are all like the same or whatever. Yeah, that's right? boring. Which is fine. I mean, maybe that's just like your the friends, whatever. But I just think in my head, like it's so, I, if I even try to do that, it would probably be so difficult for me because I just, yeah, I, I'm just cool with everyone. I just don't get how people live that way. Like so limited and closed and it's like you're limiting yourself and like, Oh, definitely. Like yeah. for me, I'm the biggest fan of culture. Like I love trying new foods. I love trying yeah. um, uh, music. Can it be a little? Eh? I mean, I love but I'm. Music. I love. I love all music too. Yeah. You know, like if you look at my like playlist, I can go from listening to Whitney Houston to yeah. listening to like some like hardcore like metal band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just love uh, the differences or whatever. And um, but. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But, You're diverse. You're a diverse. But yeah, culture, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love being. Person. Yeah, I love. I love just learning yeah, so about things. Fun. You know, my wife likes to eat the same stuff all the time. 
Like, if we go out, yeah, I'm just like, because also, like, she she knows the places that she was like, oh, I like I like this there, so I'm just going to get this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she knows what she likes at that certain place. You have to, like, baby stuff. Yeah. You can't just dive in. Like, I For me, I'm just like, it. yo, I'm going to get the squid with, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm going to try that. To, um, my other friend took me to Ole Tapas. It's I've like heard of it. Spain, no, I haven't been there. Like, Spain. Not Spanish food that I'm used to growing yeah. up, but, like. We, yeah, we had like rice with like squid ink. Yeah, it was, like black rice. it was so good. It was so cool. Yeah, I went to um, Korean barbecue with my mom. It was oh my god, mm-hmm. it was so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, but they need more food because I wasn't full at all. Oh no, because they don't eat that way. Oh, they don't eat to be full. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Well, it was just I like know, I felt I good. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I, I felt know. good, but. Um, I was like, I want more, <laughs> you know, but, um, what else did I have? Um, play, I don't know if it's still there in Newark. It's called Pobu, the sushi Stop burrito. Right now. That is my favorite oh. restaurant. That is my favorite food place. Yeah. That is my, my last meal. If I ever have one, really? or I know I'm going to have one that, what yes. do you get? What do you get? The burrito or just something else? The burrito. I get the Tokyo yeah. Mo, but I mean, Oh, really? But I get the I don't knots, remember what like, I had. Huh? I don't remember what I had. Oh, I go there like a couple times. Oh, you've only been there one time? Yeah. And I got two. I, before me, I went with my sister because I was waiting on my car. Yeah. And I was waiting on my car. So I was like, yo, Lisa, pick me up and we'll go eat. And she's like, okay. Yeah. So we went there. I was like, I want to try this. And we had um, something. And I was like, then we were about to leave. I was like, yo, let me get another one for the road. And the dude was like, oh, you, you like it? And I was like, uh, yeah. I go there. All, I was there last week. Really? Oh, so it's still there? Oh, good. Sometimes you get lucky and DoorDash, there's a driver that can deliver, but not often. Sometimes you, you most of the time you have to go pick it up. Oh, I it's hate that. It's so good. You got to get the burrito. You got to get the Tokyo Mo. Tokyo Mo. Do you like spicy? Uh, it depends spicy. how spicy per It's very okay. spicy, so ask yeah, for not, not spicy. Okay. I asked for the not spicy tuna, not spicy salmon, and fried, and gyoza. Have you ever had gyoza? No, what's that? They're basically, they're like, I think people call them pot stickers sometimes. Oh, okay. So they're like, like the that. little, like, dumplings. Okay. Get those too. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> it has to be fried. If it's not fried, then it's, you're not going to be full. Right. And you should just oh, get yeah. two normal if you're not going to get fried. Yeah. Thank you later. Yeah, it's so good. So good. I love it. I love the vibes of the restaurant too. It's like so cool. Yeah, it was relaxed until all these like kids came in and acting all like. I'm like, why y'all ordering so weird? (laughs) Like, why do you order the weird stuff? That's. (laughs) I don't know. Like, if I was in college, I wouldn't. Really? It's so weird. Yeah. I don't. I get the same thing every time I go there, so I'm kind of like Heather in that. Yeah. I always get the same thing there. I've only ever got the Tokyo Mo. It's my favorite. I wish I could remember what I got because it was delicious. Did you get a bowl? or you got No, I got the burrito. Was it the crab one? I don't know. Um, I love them. They're my favorite. I yeah, would be really devastated good. if anything ever happens to that restaurant. Like, That's what I was worried about. I was worried about like what restaurants were going to go under because of this whole like COVID thing. I know. But um, like, what have you and like Drew been doing? Like, You've been going out places or anything? No. We actually created this thing called Club Quarantine at our house <laughs> where we like we have like lights and um speakers and like strobe lights and yeah. all that stuff. 
and we we have a like a bar in our basement okay that we kind of made it's like our own little bar it's yeah, like a yeah. bar bar um and we pretend we're at the club. <laughs> we pretend we're that's, at the bar. That's one way to do it. Um, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. We're in there. It's fun. But it will be just me and Drew. Yeah. <laughs> like, and my best friend who lives with us, Stephanie. Yeah. Love you, Steph. She's my soulmate. Oh. Sorry. She's my soulmate. She's my best friend ever. If you that's ever cool. see in all my pictures is that one girl. That's my best friend. Oh, that's the one girl. That's the one oh, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway... We do club quarantine down there. Oh, that's cool. We just like put on music. We always put on like nineties music. That's our favorite. Oh yeah. That's what we've been doing to keep our sanity. And we legit we're, we're like yeah. So we're club quarantine. It opens at nine tonight. No cover tonight. Like yeah, we, yeah. we really like play with it. <laughs> but we slowly started letting like some people come over. Sometimes. Right, right. Um, we just built like a fire pit <laughs> patio in the back. So. No, we haven't gone out. Sorry. I go through this whole... We haven't gone... We don't really go... We don't really go anywhere now. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same... I I don't go anywhere because I don't want to wear a mask. Like, oh, yeah. They try and make me wear to. one at work, and I'm like, uh, no. I got used to it because for my job, I have to go out sometimes. Like, they yeah. work from home because they're lucky. Yeah. I kind of work from home, but not really. And I have yeah. to go out and, like... We had to lay off a lot of people at my agency. Mm-hmm. I'm a manager, so I, I, I didn't get laid off. Yeah. Thank you, God. But um, a lot of people got laid off, so we didn't have enough staff. So I had to do a lot of, like, the actual, like, um, we call it, like, job coaching or supported employment. Yeah. And I would be outside for, like, nine hours with that mask on. Like, no it way. It was terrible. I take mine off when I go outside. <sighs> okay. I was out with Walmart, like, Middletown Walmart, so I had to wear my oh. mask. Because there was no, we were, we had no staff. Like yeah. I, I had to do all the work because we had no staff. Yeah. And my my mask was drenched. It's terrible. That's too much. It's awful. You can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing, but, even, nothing even changed for me because, um, like I'm considered essential because I'm security. Oh right. And I do security at a bank, at Bank of America, like mm. big corporate place. So. I got um, some of my people jobs there. Okay. Some of my clients I got in there. Yeah. Really but go ahead. But um. But yeah, so I do patrols, so I walk around outside mm-hmm. most of the actually all day, you know. Um, and you don't put your mask on. No. 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 Well, I guess you're like alone, right? Because they told me to, and I was like, "Are you serious? I have to wear a mask outside in the middle window where everyone's there's no one there. There's no one there because they're all working from home. Oh, because it's Bank of America. Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. But I have to wear it inside, and I'll do that. Yeah. I have no problem wearing it inside, but I was like, I'm not wearing it outside. Yeah. So I just don't, you know, they haven't said anything to me, so. But if there's literally no one there, so what are you doing security for to make sure that nobody tries to get in there because there's nobody there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they have around-the-clock yeah. security. I thought you were saying, like, I was picturing, like, people coming. I'm like, what if you walk into someone's cough? <laughs> nah, there's nah. nobody there. Well, even that, even that, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know sure I mean? you're not. See, I was very cautious because my mom has health issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Drew's mom has health issues. Right. Um. So that's why I'm so cra- like crazy. Yeah. But like for myself, I know like I'd probably be fine. Well, see, I was very, I was overly cautious. Like I was really cautious in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, me too. Like the first couple of weeks to the first month, but then after the first month, I'm like, okay, all right, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then now, like, 
there's a lot of, yeah, I know the, everyone's like, oh, well, it's, there's a lot of um, cases and stuff going up now. I'm like, well, you know how much they're testing more? Yeah. You know, you have to pay attention to the hospitalizations and the deaths. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, my sister's a nurse mm-hmm. at Christiana, um, and she told me that they're pretty much the same if they've always been. I mean, she told me that like last week though, but. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, um, the hospitalizations have gone up a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, my grandparents were like, I don't care. I want to see you guys. So they're like, yeah, so we've been, yeah. I was scared at first. Uh, My grandma's like 80-something. My grandma's 70-something. But, yeah, she was like, I don't care. I just want to see you guys. So we've seen them multiple times. Um, My in-laws are... In their seventies, we've seen them all the time. They don't have you know? any underlying. Um, I mean, for no. an eighty. My know? wife, my wife has um, a device in her chest. Yeah. That deals with like her uh, respiratory system because it goes through her throat. Yeah. And um, so she was scared for a long time right. for her health, mm-hmm. you know. But then after that, now she's like anti-mask. Like she hates it more than I do. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Um, so now, like I'm, just, I'm just pay, I just pay attention uh, to who I'm around and kind of yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, like you know, even if I am around, around people, I'm just yeah. not like, you know, like last night we went to a uh, my nephew's baseball game. Literally, no one social distancing. Like everyone was like near each other yeah. and that kind. Of, I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. Like we're back to normal right here. Yeah, you know what but I mean. You're not a little worried, but. No, because um, well, I guess for one yeah. reason, I feel like I already had it because I got really sick in January. <laughs> they already had it. Yeah, I, I, they do. You know, they probably but, did. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, to be honest, I don't get the flu shot, and I've never had the flu. So for this to be the one time that I got the flu is kind of weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, it's not a flu. But um. Right. No, I understand that. Oh, okay. No, I get it's that. It's like a virus you've never But I'm seen. saying, oh, okay. right, right. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. Is because when I got, when I went to the doctor, yeah. she told me I had flu symptoms. Yeah. She was like, so I was like, so I have the flu. She's like, no, you have flu symptoms. I'm like, mm. I was like, what? What do I have? Right. This you is know? January when like nobody. Exactly. Because this thing was out and about in November and no I one know. knew about it. Yeah. All the way up to, you know? Don't get me started on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But right now, I feel like we're in a position where everyone's going to end up getting it somehow. You know? I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm only worried about, like, spreading, spreading it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrying it to people. Like, especially, like, my, the population I work with is, yeah. is they're at risk. Like, right. And then I, um, I don't know. Mainly, like, my, my mom. Yeah. And, like, so that's why I haven't seen my mom. I've seen her from a distance, but I haven't spent time with her in like months. So yeah, but I'd rather be safe than sorry because you know that's true, with yeah. anything, um, minorities are always impacted like yeah. worse because you know lack of See, resources, I, I, lack of. That's also like I've seen people saying that. Yeah. I haven't seen any numbers though. I, ha- I just hear I just, the. I just hear there's more black people are dying. That's that's all I hear though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but that's where's like, the numbers at? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to risk it. That's true too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so, all and it's all up to the yeah. individual. You know what I'm saying? Which is why yeah. I think you know, 
Um, I think masks should be a choice. They shouldn't be, you know, oh, you have to wear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if a store wants to say you have to wear a mask, okay, fine. To come into the store. Yeah, I, mean, I have no problem with that. Policy, yeah, so I have no problem right. with that. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like wearing a shirt and shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to sit there and argue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's my thing. Like I follow the rules. Yeah. You know, but if I'm in a place where I'm by myself and I'm outside. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a mask, dude. And it's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I got this nasty tan line. Like, what, what do you think What do you think that's going to look like on my face with a mask? I think I had one, too. But luckily, I, like, went outside and didn't wear it. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're so funny. Yeah. I mean, wild times, wild times. But, I don't know. Hopefully it's over soon. Yeah, it will. It be. probably won't be for a while, right? I don't know. It will be. It'll I be kind of stopped it'll checking. Probably, it'll just... probably go a little into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there'll be something, either a vaccine or a medication that can help people. Mm-hmm. One of those um, that's going to be out by then. That's good. You know, because we're planning to go to Disney in December, Aww. and now I'm kind of like. Can we talk about your Disney, your Disney thing? I just think, I just want to hear, like, how, so, who was, like, the Disney, were you both, like, diehard Disney, and then you, like, got together, or did you both? No. No? No. Were you the Disney? No, she was. And then she wasn't? No, she was. No, she was. So, only time I've ever been to Disney World was, actually, when I was real little, um, I was probably, like, four or five, maybe. Yeah. I went to Disney World and um, and then my sister played AAU basketball mm-hmm. and her team went to nationals in Disney. Aww. So and that was the next time I went and I was like twelve. So then I've never been as an adult. Wow. And in two thousand fifteen we went like her whole family and then and us and um we went and I just it's something about it. I bet it's amazing. I've never gone either. I I mean I've never gone. Yeah, I but mean, I bet it's. I always wanted to. It's so different. It's because you know people know it's so like such a happy place mm-hmm. that everyone's like, um, even if you have kids like whining and crying, they're still not as miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you open yourself to be vulnerable and just take it all in and be a kid again yeah you know what i mean i think a lot of people don't do that i know they're too worried about oh we gotta get here or we gotta get there yeah me and my wife the best days that we've had is when we had no plans we just walked around hey you're gonna get on that ride okay yeah and we just did that yeah you know and then um i don't know it just makes me like listening to the music and watching the movies Mm -hmm. and just really getting into it then um like recently, I've dug into the history of like Walt Disney and all that kind of stuff, and um, like his work, his work ethic, and is just ridiculous. In his mind, and yeah, I mean, all the now I think I'm more Disney than she is. Oh really? Yeah, she mm-hmm. likes going there, but she's not as into all the extra things like I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What like but, extra? Like how? Like doing, like watching Walt Disney documentaries and oh, like outside doing, of like outside there. of the, the actual amusement park. Okay, yeah. like, like the actual Disney day. brand. Yeah, 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 that kind of stuff. Gotcha. You know, 
I watch Disney vlogs all the time. Yeah. Uh, we have Disney Saturdays here. Oh, what's Where we, that? like, uh, we watch a Disney movie. We listen to Disney music while we clean yeah. and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, it just it just makes you feel better. It just makes you forget everything else. And that's why I love that place. It's a mm-hmm. great getaway. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a tropical beach person. I can lay on the beach, but that's about, like, I'm just like, eh, I get tired of it. Yeah, it's fun and everything, but I get tired of it. Okay. I don't, I don't know. You like activities. I like to go do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, like, even in the heat, I could walk around all day. Yeah. Like, I would, like, our last trip, I don't think I drank any water. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, I mean, there was times where... She like overheated this one day and like she went into a seizure and it was it was bad. But then we went back to the hotel, we took a nap, and then we went back out. She was fine, like she was rejuvenated. Okay. You know what I mean? And um I don't know if you watched any of uh her she vlogged our whole last trip. I haven't got a chance to yeah. but I really want to. Yeah, I've it's been pretty, like wanting to. Yeah, it's pretty and cool. And then we had no freedom until this month. This is like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. She um yeah, so she vlogged our whole last trip, and uh, she really got into it and stuff like that. And um, I helped her a little bit. And, uh, yeah. And so she she's went. into, like, documenting and, like, the same kind of stuff you're into. Like, um, so, like, you're into, like... Well, she kind of yeah. just got into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I made her do it on her phone. I was like, you're not getting a camera when you just started. Oh, yeah. You know what that I mean? makes sense. I was like, this camera's six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, why would you? I'm gonna let you use that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm not gonna. I'll let you use your phone because you can still get good quality on your phone. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I know. Sometimes I see pictures. I'm like, how did someone take that on their phone? Yeah, it's crazy. Pictures suck. They're always blurry. Yeah. Do well, you do like photography and stuff like yeah. your dad? And you guys all, are you guys all into photography? Yeah, we all do different kinds. Yeah. Does Alyssa do any? No. Oh, okay. No, she's the only one. She's not into it. My sister even hates being on camera. Really? Which is weird because we were on camera our whole life. Oh, oh. But now. your dad at Christmas. (laughs) There's literally. So when I was born, um, he's all I filmed. So there's a camera in front of me bouncing in my bouncy chair for like five hours. Really? Like he didn't turn it off. I'm like, okay, dad, that's a little, that's a little much. You know what I mean? That's the kind of guy yeah. you're going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, so my brother, he does, he actually works for a scooter company mm-hmm. that does it. Yeah. So he does video, he does photos, all those different types of things because he lives in San Diego. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Then me, I do, I don't even know what I would call mine. I don't know. I like doing cinematic videos. Which is like very slow, and you get to like experience um, the atmosphere, um, and then pictures. I don't know. I just take whatever looks cool, whatever comes to my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, my dad does professional wedding photographer. You know, um, he doesn't teach math at Redline anymore. He teaches media arts, which is a class I wish that was there when we were there. Oh yeah. Um, so they do commercials. They teach, he teaches them how to use a green screen and how to do like different things with the camera and all that kind of stuff. Like he has them, he'll have them film, um, 
basketball games and take pictures at the football game Mm -hmm. and do different things, you know, outside of class so they understand how to do it. Just things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we all do the same thing, but we do it differently. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like the pictures I take are completely different from my brother and my dad, which is weird. Mm-hmm. You have you your know. own style. You each have your own like oh, yeah. individual style. Yeah, and my brother has his own style. Like, you know, but I love it. I love doing it, and you know, I got into this stuff. Yeah. And I love doing this, and um, I don't know. We'll see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good luck to Heather and her vlog. And- yeah, she was she was actually gonna like start vlogging like her daily life or whatever, but then mm-hmm. she just kind of you know. Um, she was like, I don't do anything, you know what I mean? She can't She's drive. Really, she, I love when I see her like talk about like epilepsy awareness and like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. No, she's I very know good. I never thought about like kind of documentary. I mean, documentary. What do you call it? Documenting. Documenting. <laughs> um, like her journey through those. I mean, she kind of does though. We did. Yeah. We did want to do that. The only thing is I would have to film it and I feel really weird filming in those kind of situations why would you have to film that because she's going through it you know what oh, I'm saying? Like right. when she got her surgery she wanted me to film i was like no no yeah you know what i mean like just think of it like it's not very often you see someone like our age going through that and yeah. then like i just think to like the p- other people who probably you know feel like alone or like yeah. maybe not have like as great of a support system like a you mm-hmm. and could be like man like i'm not the only one who's like Feeling like this, I don't know. yeah. So well, the, the, maybe she can figure out how to do she, it. She yeah, she does a little bit. Like the um, the thing she has in her chest is called a VNS. So I've she's part of, of like the VNS group on Facebook. Yeah. So she will actually like people will ask like, oh, what's everyone's like? Like she'll like this one lady was like worried about hers like getting it because she hasn't gotten it yet. Yeah. And so she was telling the lady like what she feels and how it you know how it has helped her mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and made the lady feel better. You know, See? so she can, she does things that, you know, she doesn't think people appreciate it, but they do. They do. Yeah, I'm because sure you can't see their face or, yeah. Be a thing. You know, you're making someone's day, you know, you never know. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's a couple times with um my podcast, they're, they're like, oh, wow. Like, I talked about my faith one time and I got a couple questions about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll gladly talk to you. And they were just like, wow, I've never met someone that believes what you do that didn't, like, push it on me. You know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I know how that feels. Yeah. You know, I've been, I grew up in church. I grew up in Christian school my whole life. Yeah. But just because of that, that didn't make me as faithful as I am. You know, what made me as faithful as I am is because I tried to push myself as far away from that as possible. At a time. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get as far away from it as possible. Yeah. You know, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated talking about it. I hated being around it. You know, but just a couple years ago, you know, something hit me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ever since then, you know, my what with God has just been, you know, we get closer and closer. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's different when you see it. You know For what yourself. I mean? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know the Bible that great, you know. I'm not gonna say that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that are very contradictive in it. There's a lot of things that are, make people that 
don't understand Christianity to it's going to make them hard to believe it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So all I do is tell them my experience. I just say how I feel about it and how it makes me feel. You know, um, the biggest thing for me was my anger. Um, when I started talking to God more and just like tried to understand what my purpose in life was. And um, my anger slowly just goes away at things because, you know, it's his. He takes it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's things like that, you know, which is why I try to talk about everything. You know, on here I started as like a nutrition and yeah. fitness thing. Right. Right? And I was just like, you know, I get tired of talking about this stuff. Like I'm into so many different things, mm-hmm. you know. I'm into video and photography. I'm into music. I'm into, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not into politics, but I like talking. I don't know what it is. You know, I like talking about the world and what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, and giving my perspective and getting other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's those kind of things that keep me yeah. keep me driven and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? I love that. I love, like people who can't be just like put into a box like i consider myself yeah. one of those people i nah. can't just be put into any i don't yeah. like i don't even know what where i fit in and like any i don't have like a thing yeah, like you yeah. know what i mean right all my friends are completely different i'm different i like everything things that you probably like people would be like what like you know about that like yeah i just just i love mm. people like that I just, that's just like my favorite type of people. Yeah, it's like my wife. I surround myself with that. My wife will say, I just want to be normal. I'm like, there's no such thing. There's there really no such thing as normal. Everyone's no different. Such thing. Right? Like, like, what do you think? Of, what do you think is normal? You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, and what, what you go through and what you've been through and what you deal with um, makes you who you are. You know, and when you learn to love yourself, mm-hmm. is when you learn you learn to love everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And until you do that, you're not going to be happy with anything. Because mm-hmm. you're not happy with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's just the way I see it. Me too. You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just makes everything better. Yeah. You know? And, you know, even if things don't go your way... Um, there's always, there's always a reason behind it, you know, sometimes it's just not for you, you know, I wanted to be a professional bodybuilder, mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a vet, <laughs> yeah, see, <No>. exactly, <laughs> yes. you know, things just come along and they, um, change, they change directions, yeah, you know what I mean, but it shapes who you are, it does, it you shapes have, who you are, like, I, uh, we don't have enough time today to go through my life. <laughs> But, like, I've just, I went through, like, so many different things. And I'm just, like, sometimes I sit back and I'm, like, I see other people who seemed like they had this, like, picture-perfect, like, easy life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one example, like, they had two parents. That's just an example. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have, like, oh, yeah. their parents. Like, my parents split up when I was little. So, like, or um, 
I don't know, just like a traditional, like you do the step by step to step. You go to college, you do this, you do that. And like I went through like a whole roller coaster of stuff. Tell me and about like, it. Yeah. yeah. And so I look back and sometimes I'll, I'll be talking to Drew or Stephanie and I'll be like, like if only this had happened in my life, then this would have happened. And then, and then everyone, like they're like, but that had to happen. And then I really think about it. And I'm like, okay, if these things didn't happen, there's no way I would be who I am right now. Like I'd really? be a totally different person. I wouldn't have found my passion to help people. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Like, I would just be totally like, it, it all had to happen. It all happened the way it was supposed to be. There's no woulda, coulda, shouldas. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm still working on that. Yeah. Because sometimes I look back and I just wish or whatever, like just personal things. And I'm like, nah, like, yeah. no. Because where I'm at right now, I love my life now. I love who I am now. Yeah, same here. I love my life. I love myself. Like, I'm just... But I had to go through that stuff to get here, so... Yeah. It's the same. It's... You know what I mean? And, like, just think about the lessons that you guys are going to have for your kids. Like, she's going to be such a good mom. Like, she's going to have she's gonna have that background to, like... You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you guys even decide, because, like, a lot of people don't... Not just assuming you want kids, but... You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's you know different. I mean. It's like... Like, her doctors were like, oh, you need to let us know two years in advance. I'm like, yeah, because it happens that way. You know what I mean? It like, happens that way? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, like, right? Okay, we'll just tell you two years in advance. That, I wasn't lying. No, I'm kidding. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like who is? That's, you don't, I don't think that that's really a thing. But, I mean, whatever. Some people do. I know some people do. Plan. Yeah, I don't know. But I like to end yeah. talking about... Um, or just finding out like what what motivates you. Like you've mentioned a couple things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what motivates you to, you know, either like get through life, uh, go to work every day, get up and wake, just wake mm-hmm. up and you know do what you do every day. Um, man, what motivates me? Well, I think that, like I said, like I just I went through a lot like growing in my child just a lot I just went through a lot and I just knew that if I wanted anything like I was gonna have to just do it there's no one who can help me like Mm -hmm. do anything for me like for example like uh me and Drew who we've been talking about weddings and marriage but we're probably gonna have to pay for our own wedding like there's nobody to help us pay for our wedding we did yeah yeah so you know I'm just like it's like you just feel like you don't have a choice mm-hmm. as far as like when it comes to work ethic because I worked really, really hard. Um, I wasn't naturally like a smart person. I had to work really, really hard at it. Mm-hmm. So, but I just knew that there was just no alternative for me for like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like for my personal journey, there was just no alternative. Like I knew for what I want to do, I would have to go to school, even though I hate school mm-hmm. and I've never been good at it. Like I not good at it at all and I had to kill myself like legit kill myself and and but I knew for what I wanted to do that that's what I would have to do so I just like forced myself to do it and also have an amazing support system I keep saying that um but just to get up every day I'm just I'm just so passionate about social work helping people all people all types of groups and just like making the world a better place like not to be cheesy that's just legit what I care about I just care about like people and I just care about people who suffer and I don't 
I want to alleviate people's suffering. You know, I'm just like that. I'm naturally the type of person. So I'm just, that's just me. So you, so that was as far as my work ethic, as far as my education, as far as, is there any, like, what else do you mean by that? Like motivating me to like, just wake up. Just to get through the, just get through the day. (laughs) Um, You know, is it the people, is it the people that you're going to help? Like, you know, you're going to help people that day. Yeah. You know, or you have a chance to help someone. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, yeah. Just, just having, like that, it, just having the like chance that. to, like, make a difference. Yeah. It doesn't happen every day. Yeah, of course. But when it does happen, like... It's the best feeling. Yeah. Like, in social work, it's really hard to not take pe- things home with you. Like, so this past year, starting in September, I had to do a clinical... It's called a clinical field placement, but it's basically, like, an internship, and I had to do it in order to graduate, so my placement was at Christiana Care at the hospital with the supportive and palliative care team. Like palliative, again, is the chronic illness situation. People right, have yeah, chronic yeah. illnesses. Um, and like my interactions with those people, with those patients, just sitting and listening to them and like spending time with them and just hearing their story. Like it's not so much of me like trying to intervene and say, well, this and this and this and this. That's, that's not how it works. I, I'm literally there just for you to unload on me and to vent and to just tell me whatever it is on your mind and just like listen to different people's stories. I was just like, I have to do this. Like, this is what I have to do. And I care about the healthcare industry, the healthcare field, because there is, there are gaps and certain people are, um, this, I, I guess I'll just use the word disadvantaged mm-hmm. when it comes to healthcare. Like there's a, there, there are a lack of resources. There are a lot of people who, die just because they were born in, in a certain group mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. like they have a higher ch- risk of dying they have a higher chance of this also just being there for okay so th- this is another thing i did um social workers in healthcare, we we have to help people make very difficult decisions so mm-hmm. i don't know if you've hopefully you haven't had experience with this but say something happens to your loved one and they're on life support right they're intubated or they are um there's not much more treatment that can be done you know what i mean like say so you get a chronic illness you're told there's no cure for this illness so then you you just go under treatment so that you can live your best life so you can have the best quality of life as possible that's what palliative does it gives you the best the best quality of life that you can come to at this point right but these diseases are incurable so Say that you've done all the things that you can do and you've you've lived as long as you can, but it's coming to the point where these treatments are not going to make a difference anymore. Like they're gonna hurt you more than help you, honestly. Like chemo. Like they're like I said, there's people who live with cancer for years. Mm-hmm. Then it, after a while, it takes it's it gets to the point where there's no more treatment options. You have to this is the most difficult I cannot even tell you how hard it is to have to decide like it's time for your you're you're ready like you're ready to die like i had to help people through that i had to help people come to terms with death i had to help family members come to terms with death i had to help them plan and say like oh a freak accident like a motorcycle oh my gosh on the way here i saw a really bad motorcycle accident it was like so sad but like it brought me to immediately think about this say you can just be riding your motorcycle able-bodied young person like you Mm -hmm. and you get something unexpected happens and you're on life support, you're brain dead. They tell you all these things and 
your mother or your your wife or whoever has to make these difficult decisions you've never had these conversations before i don't know if you like for example if you and heather have had this conversation where if i'm in if i'm in a state where there's no more quality of life left for me i'm gonna be comatose or vegetable state they don't say that anymore but like you know what i mean yeah it's important to have that conversation with your loved one of what you would want of course right Mm -hmm. so some people don't have these conversations, especially like the older generation, like the geriatric type of elderly generation. They don't talk about that kind of stuff. For some reason, that just wasn't a thing for Jeez, them. It's just yeah. you sweep it under the rug. You don't talk about death or whatever. Then you're then you get into this, you get into this situation where your loved one has to decide for you. Mm-hmm. And how can you imagine how difficult it is to have to make that decision? Yeah. Right. So. I would be there for them and and like I have to walk with them. I can't just be like, well, this is not I don't really know these people, but I'm just here. Like I have to put myself in their shoes and I have to feel what they're feeling and I have to take that walk with them and help them finally get to wherever it is that they need to get to, whether it's we can try more options or it's their quality of life is whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like all of those experiences really like impacted me to the point i just have to do like this is just what i have to do i cannot do anything else like i can't see myself doing anything else i have to be there for these people like i would it's just like i just have to do it i don't know that's just how i that's i I can't see myself doing anything else other than that so you can't ask you can't ask (laughs) it was really that that was defining for me that internship yeah that was defining for me so i just that's how i wake up and i just i'm like that's my goal my goal is to be like the best social worker i can be when you look back on a traumatic event like that, you're gonna remember that person, that social worker who mm-hmm. was there. Like, this is the rest of this person's life. Or, or I have the ability to impact the remainder of someone's life who is about to die. Yeah. And like, I was so afraid of death before that experience. Wow. I didn't want to talk about death. I can't think about death. I can't think about my anyone I care about dying. But this like helped me so much. And I just... Um, I just know how important those last moments with someone, with your loved one are. Like, I know my grandma was still alive. She's 78. Like, it's just, I just understand, like, it's like the end of someone's life. You have to, it's just so important. Like, yeah. this is, it's their life. There's no, you don't get any more chances. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. the loved ones who are supporting this person, who are also, walk, like, going through that walk with them. This is how they're going to remember losing their loved one. Like, it's just so important. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like rambling, but no, nah, that was good. I love. I just am very passionate. I get it. Very passionate about it. Yeah, so. I can tell, and I love that. Yeah, I love that, and you're very lucky to be able to have passion for something. Mm-hmm. You don't really it see that a lot. Time to figure it out because I used to kind hey. of like hate people to be honest. Hey, it was I'm... like animals, and that was it. Like I loved animals. Right. I mean, I I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I was very passionate about training. You know, I mean, I kind of kind of died off, but, you know, I'm passionate about um, getting to know what other people do and what they give to the world and what they get. You know what I mean? And then also helping people. I can help people by providing them with supplements Mm -hmm. and I only carry things that I believe work, you know, because I've tried them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just sell stuff just to try to make money. Yeah, It's not, you know, um, the money's going to come, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
if I stay true to myself, and that's what that's what the, my whole business is is like, mm-hmm. you know, I had <laughs> I had this guy man like tried to I asked for like designs, gave me the most basic like designs. I was like, dude, I asked him for like five. Like I kept having to say, hey, no, do this way. Yeah. Gave me the next one. No. I was like, dude, oh, come on. That's not even anything different. Yeah. I was like, no, you got to do it this way. This is the way I want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I can't draw. I can't do, you know, I can do only do so much on here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people way talented more than me, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and just kept, kept giving me basic stuff. And I was like, oh. my wife was like, look, you're sticking to what you believe and you're sticking to what you set out to do and what you want. And she was like, and I'm proud of you for that, you know, because I'm doing, that's why I started in the first place mm-hmm. is because I don't like working for people. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Yeah. You know, I've had owners that I've worked with and they're awful. Yeah. They're awful people and they're awful with their business. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to be that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I see, um, what GNC is doing right now and they're closing stores left and right. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Yo, couple years is my opportunity. I'm just gonna hop out there, you know. I want to build something more than just a store that you walk into and buy something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be at a store where, hey, you walk in, I know your name. Um, I'm gonna have a gym in the back. I'm gonna have my podcast studio in there. Yeah, like I have it all planned out. It's yeah. just about getting the the work done. Yeah, but and you know, and that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah, your brand is is important. The yeah. brand is important to you. Yeah. yeah. I totally relate to that. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what another thing I wanted is I wanted a name where it's, it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Strong Tower is is my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what I started with. It, mm-hmm. It's my foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I say that in my intro that to my podcast yeah so if you listen to it like i'll I'll, I'll talk about a little bit yeah um but yeah it's 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 what i layer everything in my life onto and i build this you know this building or this um object Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i'm building myself Mm -hmm. on top of this foundation Mm -hmm. and um and that's what strong tower means to me you know what i mean is yeah. because Strong Tower is my Lord and Savior, and that's my foundation. Mm-hmm. And everything just gets built up on yeah. top of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it hard, do you think, since, because you're so well-versed in, like, this entire, like, field, but, like, is it hard to come up, you have this original idea, you have this vision, and then when you start getting there and you get bigger, like, do you, th- do you see that it's hard to kind of... Um, not lose it, like not lose your original, like your brand, like not lose mm-hmm. what it's about. Like I've, I've seen like so many family owned businesses and they like, or whatever, like they started a certain way and they had this vision and this mission that they had. And then like, it gets too big, it, not too big, but like, you know what I mean? Like it gets bigger yeah. and then people try to rip it apart. Like, you know, once you start going to business with like other corporations, like and all that, have you like yeah. ever thought about like, what that's going to be like or no, what you're going to do. Yeah, because I'll figure that out, I think, when we get to that road. Yeah. Um, but I know that I never want to work for anyone. Mm-hmm. So if I had a chance to, you know, get big somehow, 
it's not about how big I can get. It's not. This is not why I do it's this. About the quality of like what you put out. It, yeah, it's about the yeah. quality. It's about the. Um, it's funny because like I want to build a community, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm not really a people person, which is weird. But it's when I, but when I'm, when I, and when I'm in my element, mm-hmm. it's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When I'm around the supplements, I get to talk about health and fitness to people, mm-hmm. and I can talk about anything other. You know, I used to work at a supplement store um, a couple of years ago. I had a lady call one time, and our conversation started with health and fitness, and it started about supplements, and then it went on about her, why she's overweight. You know, everyone has a deeper reason than just like, oh, I want to lose weight. I always find, I always try and pick yeah, to really get important. to that. Yeah. And usually it takes me a couple of days, but this took a phone call. Mm-hmm. And she was open with me and she gave me, like, she went deep. I was like, oh, like she felt comfortable with telling me these things. And like she was in tears and I was being brought to tears. Like it was crazy. I hung up the phone and I was like, what just happened? I don't know what lives. I don't know what happened in that yeah. lady's life. I don't even know her name. But you didn't work with her again after that. No, because she called in. She worked. She lived in another state, but she was oh, asking, she and all she she called to ask if we carried a certain supplement. Oh dang! She should have came back. And it went from and that all the way yeah. to you know what I mean. Wow. Just, it, I just, I, I love that. Like I that. love hearing yeah. people's stories, and yeah. there's always a reason for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, there's just always a reason for everything not to bring up social work or be like a social work, whatever, again. Right. So there's this theory called objects relations theory, which kind of reminds me of like what you're saying. Right. Where like basically what objects relations theory is, is that, um, our early childhood experiences, our early social scripts are all of our early from like conception into like whatever they impact, like how we turn out, they impact, they just impact everything, right? Right. So it's like whenever there is someone is having an issue, like it's that's why it's important to like dig, like why? Like what is it that, what experiences def- like shape the person you became? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. That's really important with like health and like weight loss and all that stuff. Like it is. People just immediately are like, oh, well, you know, she, the, the person is either like this or this or this. But mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know. You no, there's. Like, I've worked with enough people. people to learn about them and understand that everyone has everyone that works out, everyone that wants to lose weight or gain weight, um, has an underlying like it's different in here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, there's been people I haven't gotten to open up, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard for them to do anything. Yeah. Because, or to make any like stride towards their goal, because they didn't, they couldn't come out with their yeah. real reason, you know. Like even I have a real reason for why I wanted like muscle and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everyone has their thing. Mm-hmm. But Jada, it's been great talking to you. Yeah. I'm yeah, so glad that you first. came in. Yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> um, I'm so glad your nerves calmed down and you became open. And I just, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It was but fun. To, for the record, this is now my favorite memory. 
for, to answer the person's question who I was like earlier. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's your favorite? What was it? What's your favorite? Ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my favorite. Oh yeah, listen to the Strong Tired Podcast. We're out.